Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And today, I'm going solo. Just me. Everybody else is out of town. And uh, it's difficult to coordinate uh, times to record when... Everybody's traveling around the world, but hey, that's summertime. I'm happy for the fathers that I work with on this podcast that they're not just doing work, but they're spending good quality time with their families as well. In today's episode, I've got a question that I've gotten two of these questions, just a little different ways um, in the past few months. In fact, I got one in June and one in May, or no, July and May. So I finally got uh, this question lined up and dialed in, ready to answer. And like all the questions, I do zero preparation for these responses. I just look at the question, say the first thing that comes to my mind. And a big reason why I do that, and I don't script any of this, so that you guys can tell for your, just for yourselves if this is something that is legit or if it's something that I'm saying that I just copied and pasted some from some TED Talk, from a presentation, or just something I learned from someone else. And I, I think if I just freestyle it and I just go off the cuff and don't really have anything planned, you can tell that the information I'm giving you is from years and years of experience, not simply that I have an idea or a concept that I want to share with you. This question is no different. This question has to do with stealing, more specifically with your own kids stealing, and stealing from family, friends, um, stealing from you as parents inside the home. Now, both people asked this. One just simply said, hey, you done any episodes on stealing? And then another person said, hey, I have a kid that um, has been stealing. It's been going on for quite some time. We found out that it's been them. For a while, we thought that they were just our beautiful little angel and they could have never done such a thing. Come to find out they're beautiful angel. Hey, not that their kid's not an angel in some ways, just not an angel in this way. Or in this way, it might be a hell's angel. Boom, boom. Just kidding, parents. Don't think your kids are Satan spawn. However, when they steal from you and they steal from family and friends, it can cause a lot of anger, frustration, disappointment, embarrassment, and just downright just disbelief that, you know, why would you steal from us? Now, these are some things that parents have told me throughout the years. This summer, though, I am working with a family and a client right now that we've made great progress in their child's um, sticky fingerness. Let's put it that way. So before I met them, uh, before I started working with them quite some time ago, uh, this this wasn't really um, something that was on their radar. It's something that um, they had suspicions of. Before I started working with them, it became obvious that their kid is stealing. And then since I started working with them, we've kind of put it more at the forefront. We're trying to be transparent, trying to talk about these things. And we came up with some ways to help the stealing. Now, I'm going to share with you guys, if you have a kid that's stealing from you, these are suggestions and ideas. Just like the podcast disclaimer says, uh, even though my, my friend wraps the disclaimer in the beginning of it, I'm not telling you exactly what to do with your kid. I'm just giving you some information, insight, and understanding. And if you can pick, you know, cherry pick some, uh, some pieces, or as I like to call nuggets from <clears throat> what I'm about to say, great. But this is not therapy. I'm not telling you how to do what to do for your exact situation, because obviously I don't know your exact situation. 
Having said that though, when your kids are stealing from family and friends within inside the household, there are some things that are similar. There are some things that can carry over despite, you know, what your guys situation is. So let me jump into this topic and um, just shed a little light on this thing that can be very shameful, very upsetting. Some parents have the tendency, just call it out, call their kid in front of everyone, freak out, yell at them, ground them. And, and if you do that, or if you've done that as a parent, I get it. I don't blame you. You know, you're allowed to get pissed off and angry at your kids, especially in some situation like this department of child family services or child protective services. They're not going to come take your kid from you because you got pissed off at them and yelled at them because they stole money. You know, those protections are more for obviously, you know, physical, sexual abuse, those types of things. But in this scenario, it could cause someone to lose their lose their cool. In fact, some of the most mellow mannered um, or mild mannered and mellow parents I've ever met with, this was the one thing that got their goat. It was just extremely disrespectful. It was something that they could have never imagined doing this to their parents. Because had they done it to their parents, they told me themselves they would have got their beep 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 whooped. And so they just knew better. So when parents tell me their kids are stealing from them, it hurts. It's hard not to take it personal. So if you're a parent listening to this and you've taken it personal and you're wondering what type of foofy, fluffy, you know, safe space type of talk I'm going to share with you, um, don't worry about that because I'm not going to give you any foof. I'm not going to give you any like, we just create a safe space for our kids and then by creating a safe space, they won't steal anymore. Safe spaces don't really have much to do with your kids stealing, at least not from my experience. From my experience... It's a really bad habit. Now, I'm not saying that kids uh, can't get so out of control with this that it can't get them, you know, thrown in jail, detention, uh, some sort of consequences from them stealing. Of, of course it can. But what I am saying is that when kids steal, there's usually a few things that are behind the stealing that creates uh, that action to happen. Then once they do it, this is very similar. I'm not saying it's just like it, so I don't want to make anyone to make any direct comparison. But just like the adrenaline rush, um, just like the adrenaline rush that can come from stealing, kids can also get a similar adrenaline rush from self-harm. Why is that, you may ask yourself? It's because both of them are dangerous. Both of them, um, there's a, a level of threat. There's a level of, I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't natural. This isn't normal. Uh, when someone self-harms, um, that adrenaline can, in some cases, become quite the fix, quite the like, I can feel something. Because usually people that self-harm, they're, they're numb to certain emotions. Seeing self-harm on their arms, seeing, you know, I don't mean to be too graphic, but this is what happens. Seeing blood drip down their arms, seeing the scars there. For some people, that can be quite a validation that their pain is real. When typically, you can't see the pain on the inside. It's not like x-raying a broken bone where you can x-ray it. You see, oh, there's the broken bone. Therefore, because the bone's broken, this person should be in pain. They need to have a cast. They need to do whatever the doctor requires to heal from this. But with other types of pain, it's not visual. It's not something that they can see. It's not something that's noticeable. And so kids have told me throughout the years, and a lot of research says the same thing, is that when they self-harm, they, they get this validation. And they also get to be like, wow, this isn't normal. My pain must be real. And on top of it, if other people see it too, it's like, whoa, something must be going on. This might be some sort of cry for help. 
then in, in addition to that, it can create adrenaline and it can create uh, a little bit of a rush, a little bit of high for people. Well, in similar fashion, remember I said not a direct comparison, shoplifting, stealing can do the same thing. When someone's stealing, unless they're a sociopath, and I don't really know how sociopaths feel when they're stealing. I haven't read any research on that. I haven't worked with a sociopath that had issues with stealing, at least not that I know of. Um, so with a sociopath, I would imagine though, that they would have less feeling about their victims, that they wouldn't be considering too much about who they might be hurting if they're stealing. With drug, drug addicts, it's all about the fix, it's all about the high, and that trumps or you know it supersedes uh, their reputation, the, hey, I, I don't want to hurt my grandmother, my parents, my siblings, I don't want to inconvenience them or cause a lack of trust in our relationship, so I'm not gonna steal from them. But that's not the case because drug addicts are chasing the tail of the dragon they need to get that fixed they need to get that high it consumes every single part of their life and they can't really focus on much anything else when they're in search of that high with stealing that adrenaline rush that comes from stealing the tabooness i'm not supposed to be doing this that can create a lot of bad habits it can give that kid something that they're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. So because that, it makes it more exciting. It makes it more thrilling. And then they also get the reward of having money. Now, let's say they're not stealing money. Let's say they're stealing things that are worth something. A phone, um, shoes, clothes. Those things, even though they're not actual money, they can be sold for money. They can be used. They can be um, uh, used as a, a, a way to bribe other people. If someone else wants something, they steal it from one friend and they give it to the other friend. It could be some, some sort of way to, to get into a group of friends to try to impress people. But the effect in answering the question is, and the overall question is what I do with the teenager in this situation. Well, first thing you want to do is you want to approach the stealing, which may seem a little hypocritical. You want to approach the stealing in a very respectful, slow way. Here's what I mean by that. Respectful meaning instead of yelling at them, instead of calling them out, instead of telling them that this is horrible and wrong and asking a bunch of questions, why are they doing this? Just assume that they don't know why that they're doing it. They don't really have an understanding um, how they got into this pattern. It wasn't something they probably planned out this okay. And, you know, in June, I'm going to steal, you know, 500 bucks. In July, I have goals to steal 1500 By the time school starts and is in full swing in September, I want to have stolen already $5,000 and really perfect this. That's usually not the case. What usually is the case is that something in that person's life is out of order. Now, if this is your teenager, maybe they're feeling that they're not getting enough attention. Maybe it could be something as simple as that. Maybe they're feeling that things in the family aren't fair. So since they're not fair, well, then they're going to steal some money from you or steal some things from friends or siblings because if life's not fair to them, they might as well just get the things that they want. Whatever the reasons are that cause someone to steal and do it habitually, I want you to respectfully approach them. So if this is something, let's say, let's say you're a typical husband-wife family and you guys both found out about this information, you listen to this podcast. So instead of just reaming them, going downstairs, calling them out in front of everybody. You want to encourage them to tell the truth. You also want to give them plenty opportunity to tell the truth and expect that they still may lie. Now, if they still lie after you have all the proof, all the evidence, 
you want to give them some opportunity to wiggle and change the story and the narrative a little bit. And here's what I mean. You don't want to back someone up into a corner with something like an accusation like stealing, especially if it's true. Um, if it's not true, sometimes that's a little bit easier for young people to deal with. And so parents will be looking for signs if it is true. But if you already know it's true, or at least it's a high probability it's true, you want to give them the opportunity to explain how it may have looked like they were stealing, even though they may not have meant to. Um, if, you, if you're not watching this on our Patreon, um, you, you, know, you wouldn't be able to tell that I'm winking at you right now. Because playing dumb and playing coy like you don't have a lot of information is the best way to allow your teenager to slowly get comfortable with their sin, with their crime, whatever it is that, um, that you believe it is, uh, whatever you want to call it, you want them to get comfortable talking about it. So if they're used to doing it and gotten in the habit of doing it and they haven't gotten caught and hiding it, there is the fear that they'll someday get caught. So instead of calling them out and interrogating them, giving them the opportunity, and I'll, I'll give you an example in just a second, giving them the opportunity to tell the truth. It may sound a little something like this. So I'm working with the teenager. The teenager's parents say, oh, we know they're stealing. We want to talk to you about it first. We didn't want to call them out because we've heard from your podcast. You shouldn't question your kids, interrogate them and call them out. Not because they don't deserve it, but because they're not going to do well with getting better at telling the truth versus lying about it. The way you get better at telling the truth is you have to reward someone for telling the truth. They can't tell the truth and then you say, aha, I knew it. Now your punishment's going to be worse than it was ever before. Instead, you want to bait them into believing that telling the truth is going to be their betterment. A lot of people have heard the saying, the truth will set you free. Well, there's another addition to that. It says the truth will set you free, but it's going to piss someone off or hurt their feelings first. And in this situation, it definitely will. So here's my example. Got a kid. Parents knew they were stealing. They told me they're stealing. I went and talked to the kid first and said, hey, listen. I go, I got a question for you. And the kid said, oh, really? What's that? I said, before I ask this question, I just want to let you know, I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to help. And I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. Having said that, though, the question I'm going to ask you, I just want you to think about if there's any way or possibility or any chance that it may have looked like you've done this thing. Now, in this case, the teenager was like, okay, but they're really curious, like, what am I getting at? I said, what I'm referring to is last week, your mom said that she had some money in her purse. She said that you went into the room, you're the only person who went in the room at that particular time, and then the money just magically disappeared. Before I go any further, I know that it's possible that your mom is forgetful, that your mom uh, misplaced it, and this kid started immediately saying, it's true, it's true. It's like, my mom always misplaces money and, and blames me and thinks I'm stealing. And I said, okay, 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 okay. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, let's think about this. Is there any chance that maybe there might have been a mistake or an accident? Or maybe it might have looked like you're stealing? Or maybe you just borrowed some money and maybe forgot to give it back? You know, because innocent things like this happen all the time. Now, if you could see me, you'd notice that my facial expressions are looking as if I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm playing naive because naive people aren't a threat. I'm pretending to not know, and I'm pretending to need this teenager to help me figure it out. The teenager went on to say, well, no, I mean, I, I mean, of course I stole money from my parents before because like, you know, what kid hasn't? That was another telltale sign that I realized that they were 
wanting to talk about it and tell the truth, realize that they've been caught, but they're having to figure out how to learn to tell the truth. And that's the important lesson of, uh, or the important learning that I want you to take from this today. Your kids, if they're lying, if they're stealing, they get in that pattern and habit. They don't have the pattern and habit and they're not well-versed in telling the truth. So practicing and teaching them how to tell the truth, sometimes it takes them circling the wagons a few times before they actually get to the truth. So after this kid kept on saying, no, no, well, I, you know, I, I, even though I've done it before, I haven't done it this time, it's totally mishapped, so okay. So let me state this. Is there a chance that your mom misplaced the money and it wasn't you? They said, absolutely. I said, is there, mis- is there, is there any chance that you're having a bad day and you're frustrated and you're mad at your mom because some things happened that you know made this teenager mad at their mom and because of that maybe you felt like you know you were owed some money and things weren't fair and you're taking it but you had the plans to to give it back so technically wasn't stealing it was just borrowing it well all of a sudden this teenager said well Last week, I was supposed to get my allowance, and I was supposed to get a certain, they have a deal where they get, uh, this child's allowed to get a percentage of their allowance. When I say child, it's a teenager. They're allowed to get a percentage of their allowance. For some reason, the bank would not allow them to access that much money. It was, a, it was an error that the dad made when setting up the account. And so the teenager was pissed off and upset, thought that the money um, that they had fairly and rightfully owned from working, or earned from working, that their parents for some reason was withholding it from them. This teenager literally forgot about this because it got resolved later. So what happened was the teenager said, well, I was mad and, and I think I'm, you know, I, I don't remember, but I might've, I was supposed to get $60 out of my bank account, but, or no, $40 out, but it only allowed me to access 20. So I might've borrowed $20 with plans of bringing up to my mom and then talk about it. And then I talked to my dad about it. We figured out the issue with the bank. So the bank ended up giving me that $20 back. And now I think about it, I forgot to put the money back. Oh, okay. So at that moment, I could have said, all right, so you did steal the money. And if I would have said that, I can guarantee you what they would have said back. Well, no, I didn't steal it. I was just borrowing it because like they stole it from me first. See, I have this rule that I try to live by with teenagers, with people in general. And that is very uh, simply that doesn't help to try to make sense of nonsense. So if I was to try to rationalize and try to put my, my mind inside of a 15-year-old's brain and say, okay, what would cause them to lie about this and then deceive me under the guise that they didn't really steal it, they really borrowed it, that's a waste of my time, that's a waste of my energy. And for you parents, I suggest it's a waste of your time and your energy as well. Instead, I just sat there and said, oh, okay, well then that makes sense why you didn't say you stole it. But it also makes sense why your parents think you did because it was there and then it wasn't there. So then I said, can I ask you a question? The teenager said, yes. So that we can protect your reputation. I've had many conversations with this teenager about how important their reputation is, whether they realize it or not. And they agree with me. So I said, to protect your reputation, what do you think would be best from all the stuff we've talked about, the, the relationship that you've gained with your parents, what do you think would be the best move to handle this? act like it never happened, pretend that your parents are up in the night and they need some sleep and they don't know what's going on, or go to your parents and say, exactly what you told me right now, misunderstanding, 
you apologized. You were having a moment where you felt like they took money from you. So you didn't feel like you're stealing it. You're just getting your money back and that you apologize. And it wasn't, it wasn't intended to be that way. And from now on, if something like that ever happens again, instead of jumping to conclusions that your parents stole your money to go and talk to your parents about it. Teenagers looked at me and said, yeah, I guess you're right. But then quickly said, but my parents aren't going to believe me. They're going to think that I stole it. And I told him, say, listen, the difference in this situation and last situations is that you have been doing better. They haven't told me about any recent issues of you stealing. And so you know, we got to have some faith and some trust that your parents are going to give you the benefit of the doubt, specifically because you're coming to them and you're bringing this up to them. Well, later on in that conversation, brought the parent into the conversation. We discussed it. The parent did as I told them to do, played, huh, interesting, like, Facial expressions, body language, like, oh, okay, well, well, that makes a little bit more sense. Well, thanks for telling me the truth. Thanks for letting me know. And thanks for having a plan that if something like this happens again, instead of just taking money out of my wallet, you'll come talk to me about it first. And after we said that, I didn't get into some big lecture about why stealing is wrong, how disrespectful that is, because that's what the parents did before. And the teenager knows that. They're 15 years old. This teenager is definitely not dumb. Maybe a little too smart at times for their own good, but definitely not dumb. So to sit there and lecture at those moments was not the move. And because the parent did not lecture, here's how the conversation ended. The teenager admitted that they have stolen in the past. And it's, it's hurt their reputation with their friends. They're really trying to get better at that. But then they said sometimes they walk by things and they look at it. It's like this itch that they have to scratch. And sometimes they'll take things and they're not proud of it and they've gotten better at it but it's still a temptation the parents to my pleasant surprise just sat there listen nod their head and said well it sounds like this is a good step in the right direction because as much as we love you said their kid's name we're not gonna be able to save you from you stealing from someone who won't forgive you or stealing from someone who wants to do bad things to you in fact this kid had said in the school year, the year before, they'd stole from someone. And it was because of that that they were threatened to get jumped and beat up by a group of kids. And that was part of the reason why they didn't want to go to that school anymore. This was something that the parents didn't have to lecture, didn't have to bring up, didn't have to sit there and give them a sermon on the mound. It was a given. Because they backed off, because they didn't lecture their kids so much, or really anything at all, their kid was able to forthcome, or uh, to to forego some of that information and talk about it. Now, Grant, I found out that there was stuff that the teenager left out, but this was a great step, you guys. The fact that the teenager didn't take a defensive posture, didn't try to convince the parents of like the most obvious that they did steal. And since then, there's been a couple occurrences where there'll be a $20 bill on the floor. Kid walks by and says, hey, mom, you need better pick up that $20 bill. And the mom's like, well, Okay, well, yeah, I'll get it. Why? It's like, because someone may be tempted to pick it up if it's just laying there for too long. And the mom realized that her kid was trying to say, hey, mom, like, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to not itch that, that itch that I have. Try not to scratch that itch. The mom said, thank you for pointing that out. That was actually a big win for them because come to find out this kid had a, a two-year run of some pretty bad habits with stealing just because the parents found out about it more recently, the kid eventually said, hey, listen, this is not the way I want to live my life. I got to change this. 
If the parents would have tried to force them to see that, this would have never worked. If I would have came at the kid and say, listen, your parents caught you stealing. So um, let's just confess it, admit to them. And then you'll have to do like, you know, 30 hours community service and all those horrible things. That was not going to work with this type of teenager. This type of teenager would have fought and argued and swore and cried like, nobody believes me. I swear I did not steal that. They would have won simply because they would have outlasted their parents. They would have been more pissed off, more angry, more scared, more frightened, and more emotional than their parents could handle or deal with. And the parents would have just said, fine, whatever. But if you steal or do this again, then you're going to be in major trouble. And that would have only taught the kid to say, okay, I got to get better at hiding it. And my parents get off my back if I come mentally and emotionally unglued. So from now on, if I'm ever called out on anything, if I'm ever challenged or if I'm ever guilty of anything, all I got to do is become an emotional hot mess and I'll get out of it. That is not the message that I want any teenager to learn. That's not the message that I want any adult, or that's not the habit that I want any parent or adult to get into because you're not going to elicit truth and understanding because they got to learn how to tell the truth. If you're a parent listening to this and you're thinking, well, my kids should just know how to tell the truth. They know right for wrong. So therefore they should just always tell the truth. Yeah, I guess ideally that should be the case. But we don't live in ideal situations. We live in realistic situations. And in reality, it says kids can lie, adults can lie, and they can justify very good reasons at that moment to lie. But once called out, it's still embarrassing. If they're acknowledged, uh, you know, our, our ancestors, if they're called out for lying or stealing too much or taking more food or resources from the tribe than they were allotted or supposed to have, that was punishable by being banished, sometimes by physical punishment, sometimes if it was extreme and egregious enough, by death. So this is deep, deeply baked into our DNA to not want to be caught doing these things that could hurt and inconvenience people around us. So for teenagers, you're going to trigger this natural defensive protective response because they want to protect their reputation as being a good person, even though they've not done good things, at least not in this situation. That's why you want to give them a chance to circle the wagons, talk about it for a while, play dumb, play naive, not because you're going to let them get away with it, simply because it's better if they can admit it, get more comfortable talking about it, and see that you can handle these difficult things. Now, I'm not saying don't punish or consequence your kids, but after the fact, just say, listen, appreciate you telling me the truth. Maybe you, you, you give them a pass. Maybe say, hey, listen, this is money you do have to pay back. So here's a couple different options to pay it back and tell us which option you want to do. But just getting mad and upset and angry about it, it doesn't teach them how to be honest. In fact, in my experience, it caused them to, to retreat and go more into the shadows and double down on the lie. And then it only gets more complicated because you feel more offended as a parent, more disrespected that they would steal and then lie about it. It just can get all unraveled. So this is my suggestion, you guys, how to handle this type of situation when you have a kid that's stealing. Because most of the time, this is a bad habit. This is something they've got into. The reasons of why they're doing it, don't try to make sense of the reasons why they're doing it because you're not a therapist. Even if you have some initial impulses or some initial beliefs or suspicions why they're doing it, it still doesn't make the problem go away. Just identifying that they're doing it, calling them out on it is not a good plan to prevent them from stealing and lying about in the future. In fact, talking about it, making it more transparent, giving them an opportunity to learn how to tell the truth, that is the best move. 
from my experience working with teenagers throughout the years, less is best. You try to call them out, you try to hold their feet to the fire and hold them accountable for things, they're not gonna give you much of their own, hey, my bad, my fault, I did something wrong. They're gonna double down and try to protect their lie simply because they feel like they're being attacked by you. Take my, take my advice, my suggestion, has a higher probability of more truthful, transparent, honest conversations happening. So that's that's what you get from me today, you guys. Stealing, it's not good. Needs to be changed, especially, you know, you know, in, in close-knit families and communities and friend groups. It's something that will never be respected. So to help your kids avoid those temptations, avoid trying to scratch that itch of stealing, give them the opportunity to learn how to tell the truth. All right, you guys, as always, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow me at David underscore K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I. If you want over two years of bonus content that were was never featured on our podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash uh, OG therapy. I had to think about that one for a second. And you can get a lot of extra bonus content. It's just five bucks a month. Check it out if you like. And uh, like I said, if you want more extra stuff, we got it there. And until next time, if you are not able to relate to this episode look at all the other episodes we have share like subscribe uh, go to youtube we have a lot of video content on youtube under og therapy as well and like i've been saying with all the episodes if life and stress and your kids stealings got you down your knees saying please 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 no need to worry you can come and listen to your ogs to give you some suggestions how to handle those situations all right until next time be cool family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.